You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash psychic radio. Or one of our websites. Askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is a Amanda Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. What an exciting week it is. It's the week of love. It's the week when people sort of profess their undying love to people that didn't know that they were in love with them. For many people that are in relationships, it's a time to sort of renew vows, to renew the connection, to just remind our partners that how much we do love them. It is the time of love and it's St. Valentine's Day. Wherever you are here in Australia, it's actually Valentine's Day. And I know for our US family and our family in the Northern Hemisphere, it's not until tomorrow. So wherever you are in this world, let's celebrate love in a very, very big way this week. It's a very special occasion. So the Simply Tarot card of the week this week is the Four of Wands. And it's a really lovely card to come out on Valentine's Day because it's the card of the happy home. It's a time when things are plentiful and bountiful and everybody's having a good time and just enjoying their surroundings and enjoying being alive. It sometimes can represent a country setting, but for many of us that live in the city, it just reminds us of the simpler things in life. And sometimes when we're city folk, we get very, very busy and sort of lose, I suppose, a little bit of our identity in as much as the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life that sometimes if we can just take ourselves back to a simpler time or just breathe for a couple of seconds and say, I'm just really enjoying where I am at the moment. And that's what this card symbolises to me that, you know, there's plenty of food on the table, everything in life is good and we've got a lot to celebrate. And I think that's what Valentine's Day means is we do have a lot to celebrate whether we're actually physically in love with another person or whether we're just happy to be and happy to be who we are and in love with ourselves, not in an egotistical way, but to be satisfied and comfortable and complete that we are the very, very best person that we can possibly be and that we do send out loving vibrations and loving energy and we are focused on that with every single person that we meet, that we're sharing our loving personality and making their day a little bit brighter. So I think there's many reasons to celebrate the time of love. I think love is what makes the world go round. I know we need money to survive and function, but to me, love is the most important thing. If you've got love in your life, you're very, 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 very rich. You have everything that you need because together the two of you can conquer the world. You can conquer your world. You can make things a much brighter place. So don't forget wherever you are, don't forget to remind that person, that special someone in your life, how very important they are to you on Valentine's Day. So, yes, we still have the sun sitting in in Aquarius for the moment. It's not going to be there for much longer. It's sort of, you know, got another eight days or so, and then we move into the Pisces, the final sign of the zodiac for the 
the, the astrological calendar. But for the, those Aquarians that are about to have a birthday, happy birthday. It's a very special time of the year for you. And don't forget to make sure that you shine a little bit because it is that time where you sort of reset your goals, reset the, the determination and the things that you hope to achieve in this next 12 months. And just because it is your physical birthday doesn't necessarily mean it's your soul of return, which is what's known in astrological terms as the sun coming back to sit in the same spot. Sometimes our soul of return can be a day or two either side of our actual official birthday because of the Earth's wobble and how things change a little bit over time. So anyway, all the Aquarians, happy, happy, happy birthday. And if you happen to be born on Valentine's Day, well, that's a double whammy, isn't it? You know, you've certainly brought a lot of love and joy into your family. So we're going to move on now with the astrological sort of part of the, the show. And what I'm going to explain to you now is definitely going to affect Aquarians, Geminis and Libras, the opposite sign of Leo. And then it'll sort of start to wane off a little bit for the other remaining signs. I'm not saying it doesn't affect you. I'm just saying it's a little bit more watered down or a little bit less intense than what I'm about to talk about. So we have Venus, the planet of love and affection, which is actually sitting in Capricorn. So this is going to affect more of the earth signs. Now, Venus is the planet of love and affection, and it's where we look for love in a chart. Now, just because you might be another sign and not an earth sign, so you're not a Capricorn, a Taurus, or a Virgo, or a Cancer, doesn't mean that you can't experience love. What it means for people that are seeking love at the moment, and it applies to the whole 12 signs, that you need to be looking in different areas. So Venus is sitting in Capricorn at the moment. So we're looking for somebody that has maybe got their feet on the ground, somebody we can relate to, somebody that's stable, somebody that's got their life organised, somebody that sort of epitomises that's a person in authority or somebody that has an authoritarian sort of nature someone we can rely on, somebody that's not flaky. Now, Venus is actually holding hands or conjunct Mars. Now, Mars is the planet of action. Now, a lot of people think of the planet of action and they think, oh, well, we only associate Mars when we want to, you know, go to war or we get cranky with somebody or we want to get motivated about something. Yes, all those things are true. But Mars, to me, is the drive in all of us. It's the thing, it's the planet that makes us get out of bed of a morning and say, right, I'm ready to face the world, good, bad or indifferent. I'm ready to sort of go and give it my best shot. It's where our our drive comes from, our energy comes from. So Mars is very important. So Mars is sitting in Aquarius. So if you can imagine, we've got Venus on one hand holding hands from Capricorn in a very stable, practical, logical, down-to-earth sort of manner. And then we've got Mars, the planet of action, sitting in the next sign of Aquarius, which says, I want to be different. I need to be different. It's an air sign. It's a fixed sign. So it can be very fixed and rigid. It can be very definite in the way that it looks at things. But it also is asking Mars here to step outside its comfort zone and sort of dare to look at things in a very, very different way. So when you're looking at the planet of action, holding hands with Venus, the planet of love, where love say, you know, Venus is saying, I want somebody practical, logical, down to earth, somebody that's in control of their money, that's got a direction in life, that knows where they're going, you know, with the potential of a very stable, long-term sort of connection here that may grow into something really, really important. And then you've got Mars on the other hand saying to you, well, come on, let's get, get the show on the road. Let's, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's get something different happening here. You want somebody that can think outside the square, somebody that's not 
frightened to take a risk, somebody that's prepared to do something different. They might seem a little bit cold sometimes because the Aquarian energy doesn't exude this warm fuzzy feeling of love it can sometimes be very emotionally detached and sort of so focused on themselves or thinking about the next thing or the next conversation that they don't seem to be known for their really romantic loving sort of energy so it's sort of almost like a conflict of interest and then we've got this um, mars is also conjunct pluto now pluto has just gone into aquarius and will be there for a very long time other than the little bit of retrograde it's going to take later in the year back into Capricorn. So Pluto was coming in and sort of asking us to transform the way that we look at love, you know, because he's holding hands with Mars and, and is holding hands with Venus. So it's like, okay, the things that you've always looked at in the, the love circles, if you've been out there looking for a new relationship, maybe we've got to shake it up a bit. Maybe we've got to look at it in a very different way to the way that we looked at it in the past. You know, obviously, if you're just embarking on a new relationship or you're looking to find a new relationship, what worked in the past hasn't worked because otherwise you wouldn't be in this position of looking for new love. So if you are a person that's looking for new love, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's look in different areas. Let's look at different types of relationships. And I don't mean, you know, changing your sexual preference. I mean, look at the different types of personalities. You know, what didn't work in the past? Why were we always attracted to somebody that wanted to control us? Well, maybe now you don't need to be controlled because you, you can stand on your own two feet and you can make your own decisions. So therefore, you're looking for someone to be your equal. So there's many different reasons that why we would shake it up or look at a potential new relationship in a different way. For those of you that are in a, a permanent relationship, and I know there's many people around the world, what I'm asking you to do here is to view your relationship differently. If there's been a few little issues there, then sort of look at maybe finding some different ways to problem solve, to sort things out. If there's nothing wrong with your relationship and everything's sailing along nicely, then maybe shake it up a little bit by doing a, a you know a nice romantic dinner or doing something different something that they wouldn't expect even if you don't have a lot of money you can still create a romantic picnic on the lounge room floor you know with a bottle of pop and you know some sandwiches and some crisps even you know just it, it's the thought that counts it's not always about the money that we spend and i think we've become so materialistic in the world that we tend to sort of think we've got to spend big amounts of money to show a gesture of love where, you know, many, many years ago, people went for a walk in the park. That was a sign of love, you know, just spending quality time with that someone really special. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't spend a lot of money. They didn't need to impress somebody. So maybe that's what the Aquarian energy is asking us to do is shake things up and maybe go back to a simpler time you know, or put a, a modern twist on a simpler time. And I know here in Australia, it, it became very fashionable for a lot of people to have a picnic on the beach, you know, particularly on Valentine's Day, because the weather's so warm here, to do something like that with, you know, some candles in a mason jar and, you know, fish and chips on the beach or some sort of takeaway on the beach or a picnic basket or something like that. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. I think, you know, we, we tend to get caught up in this commercialism and we forget the real message of what the day's about. So no matter which sign you are, you know, you're being asked to shake up the way that you approach your relationship, how you handle things, put some sparkle back into it, put some, you know, instead of being cranky about things, you know, put a different twist on things, you know, the problems will still be there tomorrow, but let's have a day 
or two where we can sort of just focus and be ourselves. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next part. It's interesting this week because all the planetary configuration was in over three signs three or four signs and it's not often you see everything sort of all bunched up together but that just means that there's a lot of work to be done on an astrological level in that sort of concentration of that energy so there was a tiny little bit in Capricorn mainly in Aquarius Pisces and Aries and then a tiny little bit again in Taurus so it's sort of spanning that sort of 120 degree angle of you know energy out of a 360 degree circle so it's a really concentrated effort so the next one I'm going to talk about is really going to affect the fire signs now this is going to affect Aries Leo Sagittarius and it's also going to affect the opposite sign of Libra it will be more watered down for the other remaining signs it doesn't mean that it's any less of a message it just means it's a little bit less intense so there's not, maybe not quite as much work to be done there so what we're actually talking about is one of the Arabian parts, which is called Chiron. Now, Chiron is known as the wounded healer in a chart. It's where we look for on an emotional level that we have to heal. And quite often this is brought in from past life experiences or previous lives that we've lived, if you believe in reincarnation. We had lessons that we had to learn. Some we completed, some we didn't. Some left emotional baggage or things that needed to be sorted out at a later date. Doesn't that sound familiar like this lifetime? So this is what... Chiron does it brings up the old stuff it brings up the parts where we feel wounded whether it's in this current lifetime or a previous lifetime it's asking us now to sort of look at it deal with it and move on it's also asking us to sort of be brave enough to sort of confront any fears that we've got or any things that are troubling us and say look now's the time to hit it head on don't be frightened of things it's you know you're more frightened of things that you haven't dealt with or haven't begun to deal with than you are by actually trying to sort of confront it head on like it's like looking in the mirror and sort of saying okay right what's next how am i going to deal with this so chiron is actually conjunct or holding hands another part that is not a planet which is called the moon's north node now the moon's north node role is to show us the way forward it shows us on a karmic level where we need to be aspiring to what are we working towards now it's interesting because the moon's north node is actually conjunct the moon itself the moon moves very quickly around the zodiac only stays in a sign for about two and a half days approximately now the whole three of them are sitting in aries at the moment so i find this very very interesting that it's asking people of that persuasion and particularly the fire signs to sort of look at the areas of their chart or look at the inner part of themselves where they might feel wounded or there's some scars that need to be healed it's time now to sort of try and find a way forward from this and using the power and the strength of your emotions to be able to look at this in almost like a me first sort of way putting yourself in the, the position of number one and looking how does this affect me how am i going to work through this how can i sort of work through this reasonably quickly but make sure it's thorough that i can then put it in the rear vision mirror so that then i can get on to the next project so it's really interesting that it's asking each and every one of us but particularly the fire signs and then the opposite sign of libra to really not waste this energy for the next 24 48 hours really dig deep if there's anything there that needs healing try and heal it try and sort it out try and work through it for many people it may come in the form of some very very strong thought patterns it may so 
also come in very strong, peculiar sort of dreams that are jumbled up and don't make a lot of sense, but there's a thread of emotion tacked in there. And also it's the time I find when you've got Chiron in, in such a powerful position, and this affects the whole 12 signs, quite often then we get more information coming through from the other side that you know passed over relatives might pop up in a dream in something that makes no sense to you look at who they are what role did they play in your life when they were here on earth and why would they be associated with this particular message is it something that's important to them or is it something that they feel is important to you and they're there to give you a helping hand quite often dreams aren't always as straightforward as watching a movie and sometimes we really do need to sort out the information that's being shared with us because it is of an important nature. We're going to talk with Cindy in Timmins in Ontario in Canada. Are you there, Cindy? Hi, I'm here. Hi, do you have a question I can answer for you, please, Cindy? Um, I just want to know if my loved ones are around. Oh, sweetie, look, your loved ones are always around. It's a question that gets quite often asked because we that are left here on earth are very concerned about whether or not our loved ones that have gone through to the other side, are they happy? Are they settled? Are they around? Do they see what's going on in our lives? The answer is yes to all the questions above. In all the years I've been doing this sort of work, Cindy, I've never had anybody come through from the other side and tell me they're miserable. Yes, they come through and tell me how much they miss their family here on earth and how they wish they were back there. But nobody's ever come through and told me it's absolutely horrible over there and I hate it there or anything like that. They're usually all a lot happier in as much as if they were sick or disabled or before they passed over, they're no longer in any pain. They're no longer suffering in any way. They're all whole and complete again. And it's interesting because we here on earth are, are constantly looking for some sort of proof that they're around. And I think sometimes I think we look too hard. We're sort of expecting them to come down in this great wall of white light or something and bring us a bunch of flowers and say, I've arrived and, you know, I'm here to solve all your problems. That's not what their role is. Their role is to be subtle, is to be around you, is to constantly sort of help you through things. They can put, you know, suggestions in your head, but they can't control us and they can't tell us what to do. And the most important thing you must remember is too that they can't come into our private spaces like when we're in the bathroom or getting dressed for the day and things like that. They don't they don't come into those sort of private areas. But what they can do is that they can give you little subtle signs. You know, you could be driving down the street and you drive past a street sign and it says a completely different name. And you look again and no, it's, it definitely said Railway Street, but yet I saw something else a minute ago. That's a sign from them. That's a subtle, gentle sign. Sometimes they'll do things like, you know, put a particular song on the radio or put a particular song in your head or on the TV or a device and you sort of think, oh, that takes me back to when, you know, my grandma and I used to pick apples in the orchard. And it's sort of, it is their way of sort of showing you or sharing with you something that is familiar to you. It doesn't mean that they have any particular message to share with you. Just they're just coming to say hello, to let you know that they're around you and they see what's going on. They cannot control us. And I have a lot of people say, oh, you know, look, if I could just talk to so-and-so, I'd be able to get the answers to my problems. Well, no, you can't because it's not their role to answer your problems. They can give you guidance. They can give you suggestions, but they can't take control of your life. You're here to live your life. 
And quite often the questions that people ask aren't necessarily something that spirit even has jurisdiction over. It's something that can be handled in another way in a reading. It's just because we think or we feel more comfortable if we think it's come from a past over loved one, then the message is stronger and more pure. It's not necessarily the case. I know you've got lots and lots of family members and people that have passed around you, Cindy, and most of what they're saying to me collectively as a group that there's there's some wonderful things to be happening for you this year and they're sort of sitting there holding their breath waiting for things to just start to unfold so I can take I can only take it from that that you've got a lot of things on the horizon that you're hoping to bring in this year Cindy are you new new adventures new things um yes I, I think so yes yeah, because they were sitting there. It's like they were all holding their breath, waiting for the anticipation of you to open that present or to open, you know, open up what it is in your life. And, and they're excited for you. So that's good. If you do have a particular question that you need answered from, say, grandma, let's use grandma as an example. Before you go to sleep tonight, out aloud, ask grandma the question and ask her to put the answer in your head first thing in the morning. So then upon waking, whatever comes into your mind first thing, that is the guidance or the answer or the help that they're going to give you, write it down, write down how you felt. It may not make a lot of sense at that point in time of the question that you asked, but it may in a couple of days time or a week's time, you think, aha, that's what she meant. You know, she meant that, you know, when I see a brown dog, that's that's going to happen just before I've got to make a major decision. You know, she's sort of saying to me, hang, hang, hang on about a minute, stop looking, listen and make sure that you, you're clear on the decision you're going to make. So sometimes they do it in a way that it doesn't make a lot of sense to us. So I hope that's helped you, but know that you've got a lot of spirit energy around you and they're all very excited for you. We're going to talk with Sherry in Battle Creek in Michigan in the USA. Are you there, Sherry? I am. Do you have a question I can answer for you, Sherry? Yeah, so my mother was killed in 1984 by a car, and mm -hmm. I lived in Michigan, she was in Nevada. I said, I'm very sorry to hear that for you, sweetie. Yeah, so um, for several years, I didn't have any contact with her, and I finally found out what happened to her. So no. I was just wondering if she's doing okay or... Um, it was a tragic accident when it happened. Yes, I'm sure it was a tragic accident. As you were talking about your mum and the accident and all that sort of stuff, I, I feel it was her that was coming in and saying, you never got all the answers. You got right. what people wanted to give you. And she right. sort of was sharing with me to, that what you felt or what you experienced at the time and the things that came to you I'm going to say naturally, how can something be natural in a situation like that? But that was the way she shared it with me, that they were the right answers. You know, if you got that a blue car hit her and everybody else said it was a red one, go with what you got. Do you know what I mean? What you felt at the time as you were trying to piece this together. She's saying that she came through at the time and gave you the best information that she could as best she could at that time so that you could find some sort of peace in all this. You know, she's a very strong woman, but I'm going to say not the easiest woman to get along with. No. <laughs> that that um, was just the impression that she gave me. It was her way or no way, you know, like it was... She went uh, through periods of um, mental illness in her life. Right, is that what it is? Because she was very determined to tell me that it had to be done her way. 
It had to be done right. Everything in life had to be done her way, you know, like there was right, no right. second, no no other alternative. It was her way or no way. And that's what she said right. to me. She said, I wasn't the easiest person to get along with. I was so, you know, forthright. She used the word forthright. I would have said stubborn. But anyway, um, but she wants you to sort of know, yes, look, she's okay. She's fine. She sees what's going on in your life. But she's very, very stuck on the fact that whatever you thought at the time when you first started piecing this mystery together was right because it came directly from her. Regardless of what the authorities have said or what's the official version, she's telling me what she gave you at the very in the first three or four months was the correct events that happened. Right. They just told me that she was walking on a walkway and a car hit her. Right. Is that what you felt so was correct at the time, or did you have a different feeling? That's what I thought that was correct. Okay. Well, she's telling me to go with what you felt at the time was correct. Was there other versions of this that came out over time where people embellished the story or changed it or added things to it? No. I mean, um, I it took a uh, several years to find out what happened, and um, right. I just happened to look up. Social Security, and that was her desk of gifts. And then I called where she got hit at. It was so long ago that, you know, they just told me what that they had written down. Right, okay. She, so you didn't, know she you didn't know she was gone then? No, I did. It was several years before I found out. Right, okay. I don't know why she keeps telling me about that she, she gave you information at the time. So whether or not at the time you were feeling uncomfortable or I'm right. not sure, but she keeps telling me that she gave you the information, so that the, the, the correct information. But, look, I know she's around you. I don't know that she's got any softer on the other side. She's still very determined it's her way or no way. And um, yeah, so she's dad, corrected me. Her, and my dad were, her and my dad were divorced. And he passed right. away several years ago. Um, are they together up there? <laughs> yeah, they're up. To, they're, they're together up there, and they're still fighting. <laughs> that that sounds right. I, I think it's more of a friendly banter now, but you know what I mean. Like nothing much has changed. She's still telling me he doesn't listen, and he's still telling me she's always right. Right. <laughs> I well, don't think much know. has changed. Yeah, but look, uh, they're happy they're together. They're, they're keeping a watchful eye over you. She keeps sharing with me your throat. Has there been a problem or an issue with your throat? My throat? Yeah. Well, have you had a sore throat? Huh? Have you had a sore throat? No, I've kind of had an earache. Right. Well, she's telling me the problem's coming from your throat. She wants you to go to the doctor and get your throat checked. But see, the ears, okay. nose and throat are all connected. So, you know, you're having right. problems with ears. So she's showing me your throat. She she was very clear on saying to me, it's not serious, but tell her to go to the doctor. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, I'll do as I'm told. She told me three times I wasn't getting it out fast enough. So, you know, she's still bossy, but she still loves you. And look, Sometimes daughters and mothers don't always see eye to eye on things and it's just unfortunate. That's just sometimes the way things are. Right. So I have another question. So my younger brother, um, he's been MIA for like, well, him and my dad got into it and he left home and he didn't even contact with anybody. 
it's been about 15 years, and I've searched everywhere for him. I don't know if he's passed on. No, he hasn't here. passed on. You will, you will hear um, news of him. Somebody random is going to let you know where he is in the next six months. Unfortunately, Sherry, oh, that's good. where we've got to leave it because we're at the end of the show. But you will find out where your brother is. He's alive and well. And the two of you will make connection. Mum's working on that now. And so is Dad. But Mum's taking the charge there. So it's interesting as, you know, we wrap up the show that, you know, it's a time of the year where, you know, love takes many different forms. It's not always about the partners that we're in love with. You know, sometimes it's brings up memories of passed over loved ones too that we want to just make sure that they're right and that you know the, the messages that we're getting are clear and concise and you know it, it, it takes many different versions of love to make up the world this week i want to leave you with a, an extra special song a song that is one of my absolute ultimate favorites and it's no secret if you watch the show regularly you'll know i'm a huge david cassidy fan it is a david cassidy song but it's actually a version of a song that he did a cover back in 1977 on a Canadian television show with Flo and Eddie. And it's an old Beach Boys song and it's called Darling. And I think it's a very appropriate song for Valentine's Day. So if you get a chance, you know, check it out. It's a beautiful version of that song. And particularly if you can watch the video of um, David with Flo and Eddie, I think they'll have a little bit of a chuckle. They're all great dancers and they sing beautifully. And it's just a beautiful song for Valentine's Day. So I'm going to leave you with Darwin by David Caskey. Until next week, bye for now. Mm-hmm.